today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Later on today, Hamilton City Council meets, and uh, I think right at the top of the agenda is going to be what they're going to do about the Red Hill. Uh, first of all, the, uh, the the report that was never given to City Council or to the public, for that matter, about road safety. Uh, and, uh, well, obviously a number of other issues that have resulted. We talked with uh, Paul Cavaluzzo last hour, a prominent lawyer uh, who's been involved in judicial inquiries and suggesting that may be the way to go. A number of people have weighed in on this. We're going to hear from a couple of them in this segment. Uh, Sam Marilla is going to join us, who's been very vocal about uh, the staff reports on this uh, in the past. But uh, also weighing in is Ontario NDP leader and leader of the opposition uh, in the Ontario legislature, Andrea Horvath, who joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Andrea, thanks for jumping in today. really appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure, Bill. I read your uh, media release about this the other day. One of the things you called for was for the province to release reports. Uh, you can check that box. I guess the minister's decided to do that today. Yeah, I'm really pleased. Uh, I, I, you know, there's times when you got to do the right thing, and I think the minister saw that, uh, you know, this is a huge issue for our community, and, um, you know, regardless of where you live in Hamilton, uh, this uh, roadway has been controversial in terms of the accidents, and so, um, you know, this is one of those times where I say thank you to the Minister of Transportation for heeding the call to be open and transparent about, uh, you know, what um, the Ministry of Transportation had on file when it came to tests that had been done in the past. Well, and that's one of the questions that, that I'd like to see answered, and I saw just based on what you released the other day, uh, it's a question that's on your mind, too, is who knew what? And it, it, it goes beyond the city, doesn't it? It, it really does, and, and it raises all kinds of questions. I mean, uh, just and you and I have both sat around that council table for councillors to be able to make uh, decisions that are appropriate, they need the appropriate uh, information. And again, I think that's one of the big swirling questions here. Uh, how could the, the council do its due diligence if it didn't have uh, the necessary information? And it raises all kinds of other questions about current standards in Ontario. Are they adequate? Do we need to look to be- best practices in other jurisdictions when it comes to, uh, you know, the kinds of testing that's done and the, and the um, standards that uh, we have in place? Uh, you know, lots of times the government, this particular government, talks about these kinds of things as if they're red tape, but in fact they're not red tape. They're about public safety. Uh, they're about, you know, making sure that standards are in place uh, so that when, you know, major infrastructure uh, projects like this are built, uh, we have a level of uh, security, uh, a level, a sense of, um, you know, confidence that our infrastructure is going to be safe. Well, and I've raised that issue in the past, and I'm very concerned, and I know you are too, about some of the uh, pending legislation that you're going to be dealing with uh, in Queen's Park. Uh, one person's red tape is another person's health, health and safety standards. And uh, and I'm not suggesting that somebody turned their back on what was going on, but obviously uh, there was something that went on here with this construction, and, and we know there have been reports filed. And, and the question we've got is uh, how much of that was known at Queen's Park? Was anything done about it at that level? Clearly not, because we didn't hear about it. Uh, and so this 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 is going to be interesting to see exactly just what uh, what rocks are going to be turned over in this review and what they're going to find out. Well, I mean exactly, and I think that's why your previous um, uh, call, your previous uh, guest, as well as a number of others, um, have called for uh, a judicial inquiry or a judicial review, because we know that those, the, you know, the, the the greatest number of rocks to be overturned uh, can only be overturned when you can subpoena documents and when you can call witnesses and uh, and and that get like, right down into the uh, nitty gritty. And I think. 
the people of Hamilton deserve no less when it comes to uh, to this roadway. And, and look, it's not about you know necessarily bla- uh, you know laying blame or pointing fingers, but it's about certainly giving you know the you know peace and closure to the families that were devastated by loss of loved ones. Uh, it's also you know giving the people of Hamilton some assurance that lessons will be learned uh, from mistakes in the past. And and the only way you can do that is with a thorough, thorough investigation as to uh, what's gone on here. Well, and I'm glad the minister complied uh, with your request and, and the, the I guess the bellows that we've heard from well this corner certainly and others as well uh, to release these reports because as we mentioned this is not a singularly Hamilton issue uh, because we know that in that 2015 report uh, the Ministry of Transportation was asked uh, about these tests and they do have some data on stuff like this and I know the minister is releasing that now Minister York's going to release that that's great but I'd, I'd like to see that what's in those reports and why weren't they made public? Well, I mean, exactly, and that's that's a big uh, question that remains uh, unanswered. And so, uh, again, I think we'll get a better a better sense of it. Uh, and it's, I think find it interesting that the way it's being couched right now uh, is that the uh, the data that they have, the testing that was done, wasn't done to have anything to do with the Red Hill Creek Expressway, but rather uh, to ch- test the material views to see if it was adequate for provincial highways. Well. Let's face it, whether you're driving on a, on, a, on a local expressway or on a provincial highway, the safety standards should be the same. And so uh, let's, uh, let's get a handle around, as I said, uh, what should be the standard across Ontario, regardless of who's constructing the road. And, and you'll know that much of this you know, issue of, of these kinds of roadways um, you know, being uh, the responsibility of municipalities comes from the downloading that occurred by the Conservative government when uh, you and I were both on council. Yep. Yeah, well, and that uh, we knew that was going to come back and bite us, and clearly that's a, an element that has to be considered here. Listen, I, I know you're busy, and I want to let you go, but there's another issue that I wanted to touch on uh, while I've got you here. Uh, we did a segment a couple of uh, weeks ago, I guess now, uh, from a gentleman in Guelph who's been very, very proactive, and I know you you know of him, uh, to it, I guess really to pressure the, the Ontario government right now to develop a Ministry of, Public, or of Mental Health uh, yeah. In light of some of the things that have gone on, now, uh, what as opposition leader, how can you move that forward, Andrea? Well, I mean, first and foremost, the the the, the tragedy that that young man uh, under uh, experienced was horrendous. But losing both his his parents to mental health issues, uh, you know, one and then a couple of years later, the other, uh, as a result of the initial uh, tragedy, and so uh, and so the the courage he's showing is amazing, and, and it, it really he, he's he's basically following up on a call uh, that uh, we've been making for many years now, as uh, when we were third party, we're continuing to make that call as official opposition. It was a pla- a plank of our platform. Uh, Last time around, because the, the problem that occurs is mental health and, and addictions. You know, they, they get, get into the news. You know, the fentanyl crisis, or somebody, um, you know, being, uh, uh, for example, leaving the the West Fifth facility in Hamilton for a local example, right? And and we hear about all kinds of these issues. You know, as one off. But the problem is the, you know, the whole ball of wax, if you will, uh, in terms of the mental health system is completely fractured. It's fragmented, it's a patchwork system, and it's completely different in terms of access to services, uh, no matter, you know, depending on where you are in the, in the province. I mean, we have children at this point in time, children waiting up to 18 months an average of 18 months, as a matter of fact, uh, for, for uh, mental health services and support, which means if you're, for example, if your parents were in a terrible accident and, and passed away, you wouldn't be able to get the counseling that you need to help you through that uh, until a year and a half later. I mean, it's cruel. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible. And we know that these kinds of crises become worse 
uh, as they um, as they uh, go and and uh, address right these these things become worse in their people's mental health and their outcomes uh, in terms of um, uh, overcoming uh, these uh, ch- challenges they become become less less uh, fulsome over time and so for all kinds of reasons we need to get a focus on mental health and addictions we don't need to just keep talking about it when it comes up on a on a on a kind of a, a momentary basis, and so that's why we think a ministry uh, would be the exact solution that we need to create uh, some standards, to create some expectations, to create some goals and some targets uh, that we can um, that we can achieve. Because we've been talking about this bill for well over a decade here in this province. Well, it's front of center right now, and when I talked to Noah Irvine the, uh, a couple of days ago, I mean, I was so impressed with uh, his his proactive attitude on this. He's a guy who's done his homework on this, and here's hoping that uh, you can champion this and get the the minister of health to come on side. Andrea, thanks so much for this. Appreciate the time. We'll stay in touch. My pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Take care. You betcha. Opposition leader, of course, Andrea Horvath. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.